Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Um, I guess today is uh, the very patient Niels Thorwith. Uh, he's a head of technology over at Veramatrix. Niels, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming. Appreciate it. Pleasure. So thanks tell me, uh, what does Veramatrix do? So Veramatrix is a company that provides security, security for premium TV operators. Um, that means we provide encryption on the head end software that, that uh, scrambles the TV signal and a client that descrambles it. And we do that for different networks, including cable, satellite, uh, over-the-top internet TV. Um, we do that for more than 800 operators in, a, in 110 countries. Um, but basically what it is, it's, it's anti-piracy and, and revenue protection for those operators. So, all right, so these are, you're working with TV networks so that their content doesn't get pirated? That's right, that's right. So they make sure it's securely um, communicated to only paying subscribers. Huh. How do you? Um, how often is uh, TV content pirated? Um, basically, all the time. You know, it's it's a big it's a big problem for the industry. Um, there's a lot of um, channels where you can get free content, be it that live content is copied, or be it that it, that uh, videos out there, or be it that content is even leaking before it um, you know hits the official channels. Um, like when when ch- some of the ch- shows leak before they even are available on TV. Huh. Um, what are the ways in which people pirate stuff? Do they uh, record the screen, or there is there a way they could plug into their TV and just record everything and get everything off? Or like, how do people do it? That's right. So um, there are different ways of circumventing the the security behind it. But um, you know, part of our business is trying to establish a secure chain from the from the server all the way to the client to make sure we we know the client device, make sure we we understand what that client is and encrypt it, ideally not only to the uh, set-top box, but then all the way to the TV. Um, and, you know, no security is ever perfect. There are ways for people to get in, be it to circumvent the HDMI that encrypts the connection between the set-top box or the TV. Or, um, yeah, lastly, you know, the analog hall is called for people to put a camcorder in front of it and, and record it. And so we have a variety of different tools that um, serves to to counter that. And uh, me personally, I'm I'm heading up the Gen One, which is sort of our research division, and work on different technologies around it. Um, analytics, machine learning is part of it. But more recently, I look into IoT, Internet of Things, and and blockchain technologies. 
What about um, content across different networks? You know, like Amazon Video has some stuff. Other stuff I'll have to get from my local cable provider. Some stuff is on Netflix. Do you see a bleed between uh, networks or certain ones that are more vulnerable than others? Yeah, the, the different, um, different networks and different distribution technologies all have their own um, area and their own strengths and weaknesses um, about the kind of quality they receive and about the ways they can protect it. So particularly if, if content streams to a set-up box, you know, set-up box is a very dedicated device and there's much more security that's possible than if it goes to a, um, a cell phone, which is more a universal device that can do all kinds of things, you know, in, including um, TV playback. All right. So, you know, security is great. It's good that you're working to secure these networks, but what other initiatives do you guys have going? I, I had read some of your material. You're dealing with uh, IoT devices and, and the blockchain. Tell me about uh, your other stuff's going on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's part of um, our strategy. We're looking at IoT security. Um, and IoT is what I, what I would define, you know, as the evolution, the natural evolution for next steps in where computers are. And that if you look not too long ago, then it didn't make much sense for even people to have a personal computer. There was an attitude at some point. Now it makes sense for people to have a computer on their wrist, right? So the next thing yeah. is that um, it makes sense for people to have a computer on the door lock, in the bike, in the tennis racket, in the sprinkler system. And those are devices that need to be secured. They need to be connected, but first they need to be secured and you need to know the identity of those. And security is a problem there. You, you read about some of the attacks and some of the weaknesses there. It's a lot of different players that, that play in this field, um, and security is one of the hindrances to adoption for people to embrace it and say, yes, it makes sense that everybody, you know, every thing is, is generating data, and there's the Internet of Things, that this data is then um, spread out. But if you lose control of it, if you don't know where it goes and what it does, then um, it can turn into not, not such a good thing. So... so um where do you think some of the first IoT devices will appear? Will it be door locks? What will it be? And and tell me about what you know. Why is there such an inherent security problem with IoT devices? And what are you guys doing about it? Yeah. So depending on how you define IoT, you know, um, it's enough people that will claim it's already there. And some of the examples I mentioned are real. And if if you think about door locks that are um, remotely controlled with your phone and that you can monitor the status, that's an internet uh, connected thing. Um, Security comes, comes um, as a problem because many of the makers of, of these devices are not so much aware of the security and they want to get their product out and um, don't necessarily pay attention to how these things are secured. Now, we've been dealing with these issues for more than 15 years. Um, TV devices or playback devices are you know, connected things. And um, we needed to worry about their security for a long time and, and that's our business. That's what we do to, to put security in there. So we have a good, a good tool set on, on how these devices are secured. And as a first step, we are releasing actually today with a, with a show um, in, in Amsterdam, the, the IBC show, releasing our product offering that creates identities for those devices so that the head end really knows what is this device that I'm talking to and, and can I trust this device? Um, the established mechanisms, you know, cryptographic mechanisms where you uh, share a secret or issue certificates um, and know these devices, and that's, that's what we are doing in the first step. And then building on that is a concept of using the blockchain.
Yeah, I would think that since the technology is new, you know, IoT technology, that uh, you can pretty much, quote unquote, do it right the first time. There's not a lot of IoT stuff in place. Um, that, yeah. That's any true. special that, needs? That's always that, the hope, right? That's that, always the hope and never the reality. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Um, for Since there's going to be so many IoT devices, it seems like things would have to be done in a very efficient and cheap way. I mean, for a couple of reasons. I guess one is there's so many devices. Then another one is that the um, the transactions that may go back and forth, you know, there may be a lot of them, and, you know, it'll create tremendous amount of data. And the individual transactions themselves may have, you know, little to no monetary value. I mean, some, you know, it's important to not be corrupted, but uh, you know, how are all those issues going to be baked into uh, what will work technology-wise? Um, you know, it's it's true. Those are those are important challenges, and I think those areas will be the new drivers for ever-growing uh, hard drive space, memory requirements, bandwidth requirements. Um, and on the security domain, um, there is that trade-off between the ability on on what a thing can do and the complexity you need for security. So there'll always be the the um, ability or the, the level of, of reasonable security, the security that is needed for this point and a trade-off on how much you can add. But again, that's, that's what we have done for the last 15 years in, in devices that were already very limited and couldn't do um, the security that we would like, but the security that is required and then you add on and, and you grow as devices get smarter and, and as their capabilities improve. And that's similar for the blockchain concepts we have around that, where we, where we understand um, the, the limitations that a device may have. Yeah, so how will blockchain integrate with all these devices? You know, what kind of devices will it be useful for? Which ones maybe not really needed or important? What do you see? Yeah, so you know, the, the blockchain is really the, such an interesting concept that hit the stage fairly, fairly big recently. Um, and it gets a lot of hype, maybe even too much, you know, I think. It, it's on top of the hype cycle and must come down. But on the other hand, it's, it's really an important uh, or very valuable tool if it can be used right um, to solve some of the existing problems. And specifically, the concept we have is that, you know, um, as you use a blockchain, and I like to compare it to cryptocurrencies because it's a, it's a very obvious and also a very practical and powerful example. But for cryptocurrencies, what you do, basically the blockchain allows you to register um, a monetary transfer from one node to another. So it's just a connection between two nodes. And if you take this proven security system, you can apply it to two devices that trust each other. So there's the same um, transaction, with the same registration in the ledger. Um, you can establish trust from one device to another, and you can do that across different ecosystems. So you can do one, decentralized system where you can register Google devices and Amazon devices and 400 other um, device manufacturers that then are able to be securely connected. Hmm. Okay. Well, what kind of devices, again, do you think would be the first ones to use your, your uh, uh, you know, use the blockchain and which ones will be the first ones that are most important for IoT infrastructure? Yeah. Two things, the ones, the ones that are needed for security, of course, but um, quickly you'll come to realize that, you know, no device wants to do without security. But of course, um, areas like a door lock or um, a camera, surveillance camera comes to mind first. And then secondly, it's, it's those devices that are capable of it. Um, but in order to expand the, 
the population, the, the devices that can use it. We have optimized sort of the, the transaction we suggest to um, allow the devices to be limited to having a certificate. So you need to have a key pair. And that's a requirement not, not all devices can do, but um, it's actually surprising on how cheap it is for devices now to create this ability to, to be securely equipped. Um, and then, you know, from there you can secure it and it depends on, on early adopters. Okay. So what, what's your guys' uh, roadmap? When do you think, uh, you know, some of the IoT-related devices will be out there and in use? Do you have any test networks running? You know, what are some of your specific projects you're working on in this realm? Yeah, so as I mentioned, you know, two, two stages. Um, the first area, that's the, the offering that we have launched now, and that's, that gives us the ability to apply our existing tools um, that we have integrated in, in, um, in 150 million devices to apply those also to IoT devices. The next step, so the, the IoT blockchain concept that I mentioned, that's more something that we, we are um, um, discussing with partners and we have some very good early feedback, but it's still in the concept stage and something I talk about here for the first time publicly. Okay. Um, what other uh, initiatives are you seeing in the space that uh, you think are going to be super important going forward? Um, you mean IoT space or security space? Yeah, well, IoT space and security for the IoT space. So let's, let's rephrase the question. So what's going to need to be in place for you really to, um, you know, have a big market to work with in terms of IoT devices? Like which ones do you see coming out to the public first and which ones need security most? Um, yeah, very, very similar to, um, to what I mentioned on, on those devices that are security critical. But, you know, um, it's, I, I don't think it's only the, the door lock and surveillance camera. I think all the devices um, will want to protect their data and there's not, not information that you don't mind losing control over or that you would say, oh, I, I never need this data or this is, this is always okay if somebody, um, somebody else has this data. Okay. All right. And then what's your, um, in particular, what's your roadmap for the next six months or a year? What kind of projects are coming out that uh, you guys are most excited about? Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's a lot of work, right? That's, that's just the, the start of the road. Um, and that's mm. the new and exciting area for us. Um, and specifically, next steps for, for the um, IoT blockchain for this ledger is to refine the concept. Um, to discuss it more with industry partners to make sure it works and then to, to put it out there. That means to choose an implementation uh, and to make it publicly available and to have this be driven by the industry and adopted. How about some details on the blockchain-based part of it? What, what blockchain would you use? Would it be your own? Um, are you going to build on top of a particular platform? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. We have spent some, some um, time thinking about it. Um, in design, one thing that was important for us is to, to keep the very base of it quite simple. Um, if you keep it simple, it's easier to understand. It will actually provide more flexibility, and most of all, it's easier to make it secure. So simplicity comes by just saying, okay, there are two entities that, that trust each other. And you can do that in, in the existing Bitcoin. You know, that's the, the most established blockchain, and you can uh, make a money transfer, basically, and you can add a label saying this represents trust between those two entities. Um, and that allows you to build networks of trust. And you could use that for, for anything, not just IoT. You could do that to secure emails, 
by defining a group on, on trusted people that can email each other. Um, and so that's, that's called colored coin, and that's something that, that's possible, but limited. Um, because if you look at IoT, um, the, the fact that devices are small and devices are limited as they are everywhere is important. And so optimization um, includes that you want to reduce the number of complexity or the, just the size these devices need to do. So um, we have created it such that the complexity of the devices is minimal, while there can be an application that sort of manages the device connections. And the second area of optimization is just the performance and the speed. How fast can transactions be used? And, and here it is important that uh, the lookup is fast. So if devices, two devices establish a lookup, um, the, the verification of trust should be quick, while the registration, the connection of two devices happen less often and doesn't need to be as quick. So those concepts are easier with, with more advanced techniques like Ethereum. Since you're uh, involved in this space, are there any implementations of IoT that surprised you that you thought were really amazing, even if they're not there yet? Yeah, you know, there are um, some implementations that are, that are interesting, but they're more based on uh, using blockchains to, as a payment transaction. Um, there are some applications I find interesting of land registry, for example. There are several countries, uh, Estonia and Sweden, and I think others that and Dubai are leading there, saying they they do or want to do land registration. Is that makes sense to me to use it in this way? Um, but there's nothing out there yet, you know, as you mentioned. Um, I mean, so I like the concept, but there's nothing that's uh, fan, um, tangible where you can um, look at the blockchain. But Concepts I really do like, you know, it's a library, LBRY. I, I listened to your podcast with Jeremy Kaufman. So here's, oh, a, here's a whole setting out there. Um, and they do have the blockchain, the blockchain explorer, the mining system. And so that's really an open system that people can look at. And uh, I like that. Yeah, another one to look at is Oaken Innovations, O-A-K-E-N. So they mm -hmm. already are working on certain use cases of uh, IoT devices and blockchain. They may be a good, uh, you know interview to look at, maybe a good collaboration partner. Yeah, right. yeah I'll follow um, up on that. Yeah, so what, who, are, who are you going to be your customers? Is it all going to be enterprise type places or, um, you know, how do you expect this is going to play out? Yeah, I think what's important for that is to, to have a concept that even allows somebody who creates an IoT device on their BlackBerry, um, sorry, Raspberry Pi device or, or BlackBerry for that matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> on their small device that they can use the same security systems and link up just the same way. But um, it, to, to solve the chicken and egg problem, this should be driven by sort of large numbers and, and should make sense for some of the bigger manufacturers to, to start with. Um, and that wouldn't even be our customers in that, um, you know, this system would make most sense to be out in the open and it's, it's uh, more of a... Um, a system that's maybe governed by a consortium and, and not directly something that we resell or, or offer. Okay. And then what's your guess on the timeline until we start to see uh, widespread IoT devices, you know, on locks and uh, cars, I guess, are their own IoT device. And if you think about it, I guess smartphones really are the original one, but yeah. in other, other arenas. Yeah. So um, I think, I mean, there are already many devices out there and maybe more than, you know, you think in that uh, maybe the, the smart risk is an IoT device. There, there are many locks now where you can 
um, change the number remotely. There's um, baby monitors that are connected to the internet. Um, so I think most most people already have IoT devices if if you um, create that broadly. But um, adoption has not been as fast as many predicted. Um, you know, there are always the studies on on rapid adoption. Um, so it's it's everybody's guess. But uh, I think the, the the communication and the security domain those are problems that um, need to be solved and that people are actively working on on solving. Um, so security with, with, you know, this concept that I mentioned, but not only, I mean, certificates are based for that, but then also communication system. But those are just um, building blocks to establish a secure communication, meaning you can just trust, trust each other. It doesn't mean you talk the same language. To talk the same language, there are other areas, um, standard bodies like, like OCF and, and Zigbee, and the latter in particular, very established, creates protocols for devices to talk to each other. and I think they'll they'll grow more and um, they grow tighter together and, and gain more traction to to enable uh, more devices like that. Okay. Well, very good. So, what's uh, for listeners to the podcast? What's one of the best ways for them to reach out to you and you know see possible collaborations and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to talk about it. Um, best way is on email, uh, nt just like Neil Storbers or New Technology um, at verymatrix.com. V i v r i M A T R I X, brainmatrix.com. Well, very good. Well, Niels, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks, Richard. Thanks for having me. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.